we are in the most teched out office in these, what, what do we call this? this is it the self-help care? The self-help thing? building? All right. Oh, no, it's got a name for it. It's got a name. we got to figure <laughs> out what the name is. What it used to be. It's got, we, we need a cooler name for the building. Right. It used to be like the, I mean, the, wasn't, the, wasn't the founder of Durham, wasn't he, his house somewhere near here? Yes. Isn't there like a marker yeah. down there? Yeah, there's a marker downstairs. We need a cooler name for wherever we are. But we are in the Sports Cheerleading Studios in the heart of Durham, North Carolina. That's Ben Swain. I'm Hayes Permar. We're podcasting. We're doing video. We're doing it all right now. Like I said, it's, I, I feel like after yesterday, I was working with intern Trey. Today, I was working with you uh, on just getting phone calls and all that stuff down. I feel like a full-on engineer right now. Um, but I want we, to be, we wear mini hats here. We do. We, we do, do have to wear it's, mini it's, hats. It's a small business. You yeah. know, we, we take out our own trash. Okay. Um, and that's we actually don't have that's a why trash. That's why there's a lot of trash <laughs> piling up in the corner over there. But what we also do is talk about North Carolina sports. Uh, and that is everything. College, pro, high school when it matters. Middle school if it matters. Right? We'll talk it all. And right now we're talking eight things related to North Carolina sports. We're going to start with number one, Ben. The biggest news out of the past week was the FBI investigation into NCAA basketball, but really just amateur athletics in general being rocked by this. The freaking um, FBI. Not NCAA. Yes. The Not FBI. Four letters. What are three letters bigger than four letters when it's FBI yes. over NCAA? Rick Patino is out of the job, apparently, although he's not going for to now, fight. For now, he's on he administrative leave. Every bit of money he can with him. Yep. Tom Jurich, the uh, Louisville athletic director, currently seems like he's out of a job, but then there's reports he might not he might be come back, either, yeah. so we'll see. Uh, many other programs being rocked by this in the ACC, Miami specifically. Um, Arizona. And then around the country, yeah. Arizona and, and others. Um, we've, it's also obviously made for an interesting week in media. We'll talk some about that. <laughs> Give me your just general reactions. I know you sat with Coach K yesterday, along with, along with a lot of other people. You didn't sit with No, it was, a, it was an exclusive. It was an exclusive. It was exclusive. You just invited yes. a bunch of other yeah, I did. I did. I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not selfish. But after hearing what Coach K had to say, after seeing a week of reaction, um, what's your big takeaways from, uh, from so, the So the way that he broke it down in, in probably the simplest form is you've got – AAU basketball, right. which you know the the high school age kids uh, are playing AAU basketball, which is a big business. Shoe companies, uh, well, first of all, to begin with, AAU teams spend money to get big players yep. in their programs so that they can in turn can make money, get money from Adidas, Nike, etc. Uh, then the shoe companies get in with these players early in hopes of after they graduate from school or leave school, um, nobody's graduating these days. Right. After they leave college, they go to the NBA, and they've already got that relationship with these uh, these big-time athletes. So the business end of the AAU is not illegal. Right. It's, it's, it's a free everything's market. completely it's on the up and up. There's a value, you know, and yeah, absolutely. Obviously, the business end on the NBA side is completely legal because it's a professional league. Where college basketball fits in is is it's a business, but that part of it with the players is not legal. And, and so basically what Coach K was talking about yesterday is players deal with AAU. They deal with shoe companies at the amateur high school AAU level. They go to college for a year, sometimes more, yeah. and they're out of that world, and then they get back into it. So the way that he describes it is you go from business to college back to business – and NCAA needs to fit in somewhere there. 99% of it is legal. The 1% that's not 
it's on the schools to make sure that they're not bringing those players into their program. Or in the case like what we've seen with Louisville and allegedly Miami and, and Arizona, which nobody's really talking about, is are they involved in it? You know, like right. with Louisville, the story was that uh, Coach Two. Uh, which Whoever is Rick Pitino, who, who allegedly Rick Pitino, uh, Coach Two is telling Adidas, "Hey, give this guy hundred thousand dollars so that he comes to Adidas, so right. he comes to to Louisville." Which is like worst case scenario of like right. what you know, totally morally corrupt. Not not saying he's doing it, but that's the morally right. corrupt example of like pay that guy to come here. The old instead of getting your booster to pay him, get the shoe company to pay him. Right, and, and typically the worst thing that happens is the college will play a player who's ruled ineligible because he's taken a lot of money from sure. a shoe company. Um, but that's that's not that big of a deal. That's you know that's that's something that can happen anywhere. It's the compliance departments are up to it's up to them to make sure that doesn't happen. But if the school itself is saying, "Hey, Adidas, pay this kid X dollars to come to my my program," that is a huge deal, and that's where we are with Louisville. Um, and the big question is: Is this going to be the end of amateur athletics, especially in the, in the main revenue sports, football and basketball? Is it is it going to shock things to the core so much? Because there's a few things going on. I'm a, like, hey, I'll put. And not in Coach K's terms, but what I sort of hear from him is we know business is going on at the high school end. We know it's going on on the college end. We're burying our heads in the sands, not him specifically, but like to pretend that the people that are dealing in the money and know, like, all right, you know, in some of these cases, and not, I'm not saying this in a nefarious way at all. Some of these guys come to school and they say, we'll make a decision. Mm-hmm. You know, the Dennis Smith Juniors of the world and the, you know, Jabari Parkers, it's been announced. They're, they're not staying more than one year. They've said it. So the guys that are doing business with them know, like, all right, now for 12 to 18 months, just, like, don't mention this. Right. And then we'll pick it back up and right. we'll, it'll all be good. These are the things we agreed upon. You know, this is why we've been doing this business with you as a kid so we can do it as an adult. And we're uh, – so, A, will it, will it shock the system that much or, or cause it to pull its head out of the sand? And, you know, will – can we – even if even as you hear cries to pay the players more and now from even more places to, to sort of fit in that, like, let's be right. a business model, can, can you pay the players on a, on a level that it still won't make a difference of, like – Yeah, I, I, think, I think the point that Kay was making yesterday is not so much, like – Duke or North Carolina should be able to pay these athletes, but like the shoe companies, there's no reason they shouldn't be able to pay a Jabari Parker right. while he's if, in college for, for one year if that's what he's worth. Yeah. Um, one thing that did surprise me a little bit because Kay has specifically benefited so much from the one year sure. model is he thinks players should be able to go directly to the NBA, right. um, which which is a little bit of a surprise. But his big thing is players should be able to be compensated for being of that talent level and and maybe just take the colleges completely out of it by either letting them go directly to the NBA or if Adidas wants to sponsor a kid while he's playing in college, who cares? Right. Like, let let them let them do that. That's not gonna ruin yeah. amateur athletics. And that um, and, and well also that and, and good for him for being this way, but Coach K is one of the guys that when Adidas says you're not playing our star enough can say, Screw you, your star's not good enough. Right. The worry is <laughs> that then it's the shoe companies running the schools. And then right. when they've got a million dollar guy, they don't want they don't care that he's only the eighth best guy on the team because he didn't play hard that summer. They're like, No, 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 we're trying to get him drafted next year. You've got to play him, you know, Sean Miller and whatever. Yeah. I'm not gonna put it all on Sean Miller. But that's on that's on them, right? Like yeah, it, it, it any is. kind of any kind of investment like that, you gotta pick the kid that's going to be the the face of the program, right? And two I mean, companies do enough of that anyway. Casting a wide net, right? On guys that they know only one out of ten is going to be worth a sneaker co- contract at the end, but he's going to be worth he's going to be st- 
Steph Curry is going to be the billion dollar industry kid and if you got that kid it's worth missing on 10 kids who, who don't make it as much and it's funny that you mentioned Jabari Parker and Dennis Smith Jr. Because the part of this that I don't understand at all, like I can't line it up and, and make it make sense, is Dennis Smith plays for an Adidas AAU school or AAU it seems, Adidas. It seems like this isn't going well for you. Goes yeah. to an Adidas college and then signs with Nike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Jabari Parker did the same thing. He's a Nike kid in AAU, Nike kid at Duke, and then signs with Adidas. Yeah. So I don't know what happens there. I just that's that's kind of hard to. Yeah, I mean that. I mean out. evidence number one. If I'm Adidas, like we we had no. There's no back de- backdoor deal. We'll give you all this money, and in the end, you sign with us. Like it's clearly right. they didn't. You know, like we we gave money to his AAU team and hoped that it would make an impression upon him. Uh, but that's again, like I said, not illegal. You know, that's uh, no different than than any other sponsorship. Uh, so. um, a couple other things. It's been a lot of times being in North Carolina. We have so many sports to cover. We can be an interesting media scene, or you know, when we've got a UNC mm-hmm. investigation or uh, uh, Panthers and the Super Bowl, Kentucky has been a very interesting media scene because Patino being out uh, obviously University of Kentucky fans loving that University of Louisville fans <laughs> trying to cope with that deciding right. do you be on team get rid of them or on team nah stick with these guys you know what, what do you do as a Louisville fan but uh, but also we had some folks like Ed Harden and uh, David Teal uh, some ACC stalwarts have chimed in and wondered why we ever had Louisville in the first place now to those guys credit I would bet that there were some columns written at the time Louisville came in where they said why are we taking these guys so they're not just saying it now but that's also uh, brought some uh, Kentucky well, with Louisville out. you got to remember that we're not just talking about an FBI scandal. We're talking about a, a guy, a coach that w- was in in court for sure, extortion, sure, sure. right? Uh, then an affair, whatever. Then an affair. Then this. you've got the scandal where the coaches on staff scandal. are buying prostitutes for recruits. Which to me, I always say personally, like I always say that was overblown. Not that right. I don't think it's like true or anything. I just I'm like, you know. And, and it did give us the best quote of all time, where Patino said that no recruits came because of those <laughs> prostitutes. Which well, and let's back up. He gave us the 15 seconds of fame. Right. No, no recruits came. We should write a, a Patino opera or something with all these rocks. <laughs> we should do that. We, like, we do active. But that's, that's, that leads to the Ed Hardens of the world saying that, hey, we, like, why do we even bring these guys in? Do we well, have so these why? background checks? I think it was fine to say, why do we bring these guys in? But it's a little ridiculous out. to say little yeah, 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 come out now, yeah. right? Uh, however, we just saw Mark's story of the Herald Leader of Lexington, Kentucky says, whoa, 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 if you guys are kicking the ball out, UNC should have to go for that academic scandal, which, I mean, I think I think there's a good chance UNC might get kicked out of the ACC. I, mean, I could see, I could see that you're you're the you're the new guy here. You can't you can't come late to the party and start complaining about who's there, right? Well, and, I, and I don't know the dynamics. The guy's in Lexington. You know, I'm not going to care if he's a, a Kentucky or a Louisville Homer, but is he is he is he kind of pandering to, to Kentucky and Louisville fans with the like? Oh, yeah, hey, so, hey, yeah. Let's absolutely. see how screw Carolina absolutely. calling us out. Absolutely. But um, you know, if I'm if I'm Kentucky media, I'm probably chilling with any kind of threats right now. Anyway, what's that? Uh, because referee John Higgins, who was the referee in the UNC Kentucky Elite Eight game, received a lot of threats from Kentucky fans, kind of egged on by Kentucky Sports Radio. Sure. And he is now suing Matt Jones and Kentucky Sports Radio 
for damages done. $75,000, right? $75,000. Should be noted that Matt Jones is a lawyer. Now, the other thing, are you playing into Matt Jones's hand? Now, obviously, if you get the $75,000 from him, you're not playing into his hand. You're taking $75,000 from his hand. Right. But isn't this the exact type of thing that Matt Jones of Kentucky Sports Radio would love to talk about at Kentucky Sports yes. Radio being sued by a college yes. basketball referee? Are you not playing right into his hand? This is the greatest and, thing ever. And can you just sit there and say, guys, let me be clear. Do not harass this guy anymore, okay? If, if you harass him, it, if you choose as an individual to harass him, it's not coming from me, Matt Jones of Kentucky Sports Radio. I'm telling you to leave this guy alone. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, right. can he just do that now? And uh, But it'll be interesting to see. Uh, the, the one thing I will say, obviously, full disclosure, we are uh, friends with Matt. We agree and disagree with him at times, uh, but he's always been great to us. Uh, in today's world, we've seen court cases be more anti-media than in the past. Yep. That might be part of the reasons why a referee would choose to do it or a lawyer could talk him into doing it. And it might be a reason why they would be a little more fearful than they would in the past. Um, and, you know, you, you can see... Uh, I guess the jurisdiction will depend a lot. Like if, if the referee can get that, if that referee lives in Ohio and he can get a jury right. in Ohio, if they can get it in, you know, in Kentucky, I think this is going to make a big difference. Like if he gets a bunch of Indiana fans on the, on <laughs> yeah, the jury, the, the yeah, then he's good to go. Settle, settle, yeah. settle. Yeah. Uh, not to get into the, but like the, the big thing I think is this guy owns a side roofing business. True. And the Kentucky fans went on like the Yelp reviews and stuff like that, and gave his business really bad. No, no, no. Everybody can agree, like uncool fan. You know, just yeah. like we talk about people who tweet at recruits, people who just crossing death that line. threat. You know, kickers. Which that should be stuff. illegal. The, like, that should be at recruits. Yeah. yeah, but like it's the same category. Like uh, you know, and again, as much as Matt loves to ride the Kentucky fan wave, I don't think he would be proud of somebody like actually you know hurting the guy's business. Even right. though you sort of know that's kind of what the game comes with, like when the internet horde storms somebody. But I mean, the guy's not just saying, man, they keep tweeting at me. It's really annoying. It's, it, yeah, it seems to have affected his business. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it will be interesting to watch to see both what, what moves they make and if it, if it ends up being decided in court what the decision is. Now, the other question to ask about this is, did Swafford have an idea that this kind of stuff would go on with Miami, with like the Nevin Shapiro stuff, and now Louisville, and now they're both being investigated by the FBI? Because he was the athletic director at North Carolina when all of this stuff allegedly started happening. Did he bring them in knowing that they're going to take some of the heat off in North Carolina? He brought in scandal-ridden schools, yeah. knowing that a scandal might be on the rise. Exactly. So, to be like, look, guys, it's going on everywhere. Even all around the ACC, this is happening. And Syracuse, too. Yep. Don't, don't let Syracuse off the hook with their uh, – no, I don't think that's the case. I think that's a, it's a solid, deep theory, though, to br- bring in some scandal-ridden schools just to uh, to make your own in-house scandals look uh, you know, more run-of-the-mill. I'm just saying, nobody's talking about North Carolina right now. <laughs> Don't worry, they will be. Aren't we do some? Uh, are we do something soon? Maybe. Who knows? I feel like we're always like. Uh, are we supposed to get something next month? Like North Carolina. <laughs> are we supposed to get some punishments? All right. Uh, that was topic one: the NCAA FBI scandal. Topic two: we talked about Louisville and Miami and whether or not Swaffer did due diligence on the background checks of bringing them in, or should they be kicked out? They're not going anywhere. Nobody's getting no. Kicked nobody's out getting kicked out of the ACC except maybe UNC. You guys are in danger. Watch out for Mark's story of the Harrelton uh, <laughs> leader. All right, topic three: NC State and Wake Forest both having pretty good uh, football seasons. Collision and, course. And they play each other. They've had some epic games in the past. Uh, how bad? How 
big was NC State pulling for Florida State at Wake Forest last Huge. Week? So here's the thing with, with, with NC State, right? Like, they're kind of the redheaded stepchild, no pun intended, sure. on the basketball court in, in the local area, right? Football is their thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're so protective of it. And they get so defensive whenever UNC or Duke or especially Wake Forest pops up. Because here's the thing. When when Duke and and North Carolina both won the Coastal Division, right, what was the reaction of state fans? Oh, you won the Coastal. The Coastal, yeah. Coastal sucks. We could have won the Coastal twice. Right. But... If Wake, if Wake, if Wake pulls it off, and, and out footballs NC State on the Atlantic side, the, the, what, what can they even say? Right. Well, we've already seen Wake win an ACC title, but was that pre division? That was pre divisions. Okay. Yeah. That was pre divisions. So, so that doesn't count. But they did beat Florida. They, they beat Florida State that year. They did beat Florida State that year. And then year. they won an ACC title game, yeah. right? So. But no, it does feel a little bit different in, in today's climate. And it's how big of an NC State, you know, normally NC State is worrying about following a big win over Florida State with a clunker of their own. Right. And they're like, all right, we got it done. We beat Syracuse. The only thing that can make it a clunker is if Florida State then goes <laughs> loses to Wake. Which they almost did. And Which they almost like, did. Yeah. So like, we held up our end. Not only did we yeah. beat Florida State, we didn't have to clunker against Syracuse. Now, Florida State, you need to go out there and dominate. What? What? Listen to what? What? <laughs> In the fourth quarter, uh, the fourth quarter. Yeah, but they got it done. Yeah, last so minute touchdown. They said not both look uh, pretty good, and and we'll see if we can get game day. Is that game in Winston Salem this year? The game is in Winston Salem. Game day in Winston Salem. Let's do it. And uh, you know the, the Clemson plays Forest State this weekend. Uh, I'm sorry, Clemson plays Wake Forest this weekend. Yeah, should be another loss for Wake. What? But then that's don't go so easily. The state's got to play Clemson, and you got the whole transitive thing. But the big thing is. They're going to play each other in Winston-Salem. Wake is pretty good this year. Yep. If State loses that game, they've got no claim to football whatsoever in a year that they were the college football playoff dark horse. That could be that game could be for the uh, best team in the state title. Could be. State at Wake. It's shaping up like it could be App. App may have. No, no, no. App lost to yeah, Wake. And they didn't, yeah. yeah. No, no. They, they won't be in that. So, yeah, that, that probably will be the, the showdown. Uh, East Carroll? No. Yeah, no. They still, Charlotte, still playing. No. Um, Charlotte lost to A&T. I, I will have to look at uh, what A&T and, and NC Central do if they could be the. Central's the, got one loss. The team. But the they year. lost to Duke, so they can't. First thing up for State is take care of Lamar Jackson and Louisville. Don't worry about Wake until you've beaten that. And, of course, you'll want to hashtag tailgate with us at the NC State Louisville game. We'll be out there. Just find us. We'll be tweeting about it where we are. We'll, we'll Thursday night special. We'll be somewhere near the stadium uh, with trophy beer. So come out and get some of that. All right, topic number. Was topic number four? Yep. Duke and UNC both four and one, one and four. Topic four. Both having different football seasons. However, does either one care about the next game or the net, the back half of the season? Now the basketball season has begun. So it's an easy answer for UNC because yep. they're one and four. They're done. And really, after this week, they play Notre Dame, which is sort of like a novelty game. So right. they might tune right, in fans for that. come out because you'll, or you'll, you'll bring your Notre Dame right. friends or give your Notre Dame friends your tickets. But then after that, what do you what do you care about? Yep. And, and basketball started on and, the Duke side. And, and in basketball, remember you're not you get to wear the belt. You got to yeah, like you're you walking around, be like, let's yep. talk about basketball, yep. like the Phoenix champs, and there's no pressure on you. No, you know you're not going to win house the money. Title. House so, money, yeah, exactly. It's a, you're going to have a fun year. You're going to watch Joel Berry maybe score twenty. Yeah, yep. game uh, upset Duke maybe once, and, 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 and Duke can't say games. a thing because they were supposed to be good last nope, year. Nope, they nope, weren't, yeah, so exactly. like there's UNC nothing. Yeah. Loving this basketball. This is probably the best 
most enjoyable setup for basketball season ever for North Carolina. They can be done with football right now. Duke fans, it'd be easier to hammer them if they won that big game against Miami. Now at 4-1, and one, and they're watching Grayson Allen dunk on people. Right. What's the mindset of the Duke fan right now? It, the, the schedule is the biggest thing for Duke. They're, they've already played UNC. Yep. They've already won that game. Yep. Uh, they lost to Miami, so they're probably not going to win the Coastal. Yep. They're going to go to a bowl game. Like They're going to get two more wins. Right, right. Um, so who cares? Like there's just nothing. They got Florida State, but even, even, that, even then, hard. like and Florida State's you know, the shine's off them. They right. just lost a win, right? right? And they, they lost to State. They lost oh, State. Yeah, nobody cares. So yeah, even if Duke wins that game, like it's just a matter of which bowl game they go to, which yeah. is not that compelling at all. And Duke basketball should be pretty good this year. I think yeah. both teams are just checked out. Even though Duke is going to be playing in the postseason, and and UNC might. Only win one more game. Oh, you mentioned schedule. Question: Who has more uh, Duke basketball or Duke football? Who has more true road games remaining on their schedule? Uh, true road games. It's got to be the football team, <laughs> it's right? Gotta it's got to be the football team. Um, <laughs> I'm I guess, not sure. I guess conference doesn't count. You do not get credit for conference road games because you have to play those. So games. the answer is both of them is zero. Both right. of them have no true road games left on their no, schedule. Uh, Duke football plays at Army. That, in West Point. That, so they do, have, they do have a true road game, game that they scheduled that, on purpose. That, yeah. <laughs> they scheduled on purpose just, just to have one more than do yeah. basketball. Um, all right. Uh, let's talk. Let's keep talking football, but let's switch it over to pro football. Panthers, 3-1? and 3-1. and one, but they Not the, the way Patriots. you expected. They just beat the Patriots. Not the way you expected. In New England. Especially the past two weeks. The first two weeks looked kind of like you expected. Right. Really good defense. An offense that you hope gets the job done, yep. and they happen to the first two weeks. Then everybody gets hurt on offense. Yeah, then the last two weeks, it was like you were switched. You expected yep. a shootout with the Saints and, and a rough go of it against the Patriots, yep. and it went the exact opposite. It looked terrible against New Orleans. What are we left to think of? Except the, the one thing I'm clinging to is uh, Cam Newton is on an upswing. So oh, yeah. Let's just, keep, let's just keep upswinging it and hope that he looked as good against the Patriots as he does against everybody else. Although I'm not confident that that's going to happen. Um, are the yeah. Panthers back? Are they a playoff team? I think the, the Panthers are definitely back because that uh, New England win was completely free of any sort of controversy. There were no, <laughs> there were no iffy calls <laughs> at, at all. Totally earned it. 100% <laughs> just on the field. No, yeah, that was. Do we go is still mad about that? I got. I, I will say this. I mean, I hate to say this. It's more because you expect to get screwed in New England, right? Right. It's like it's basically saying, "Man, I felt like we got a fair shake," which which feels like you got the, right. the better end of the deal. But it was. It did oddly feel like <laughs> the calls were pretty even. Maybe a little bit of the Panthers favor. But look, they, they, forget that. They beat the Patriots into Gillette State. I don't want to hear about calls from anybody. Okay, and. Yeah, I think they're kind of back. I think I still I still am waiting for McCaffrey to have like a huge. Right. Game. He hasn't had a monster game right. or even a monster play. He had like the he had the one big play that got called back one like these, second game of the season. One of these eight yarders is going to bust into you know yeah, a seventy yard. But he just hasn't done it yet. He's going to have like a screen pass for a seventy yard touchdown and a punt return for a touchdown in one game, and all of a sudden it's going to be like woo, right. electric. Um, I, I think that's going to happen. Did we avoid the hottest take of all time? With uh, when when Cam scored the touchdown to go up go up to two scores right. and, and did the fist 
and then promptly <laughs> gave up the fourteen. Yeah, did did uh, did that fire up New England? Seeing somebody being proud to be black, did that fire up New England? Like, no, we're not going to have that on our white field. <laughs> I thought it. I thought it was more going to be like, well, clearly because he put the f- the fist up, like karma, which you know is going to karma dictates that the black man wasn't going to win, and so like, right. it happened. Not that it was his fault. It just it happened because of that, just to, to, to disprove the black power uh, that that he was trying to show. Bigger statement, Jesse Owens with with the fist in Nazi Germany, or Cam Newton with the fist in, in Nazi New England. <laughs> uh, speaking of Nazi New England, we were wondering like, how did it go when guys were trying to line up for uh, like when, when when they were on the practice squad, and we're like, all right, we need somebody to uh, to play uh, to be our like shadow Christian McCaffrey. Guys are like, yo, yo, right here. Like, like guys are like yeah. coming off the injury list. Yo, yo, come on, like we got, we got all the guys we can to play uh, Christian McCaffrey. Like anybody, all right, line up, guys. We got we got we got like eleven Christian McCaffreys on our team. So, uh, but it worked well. And look, uh, it was a win. Maybe that's why. It's maybe that's why McCaffrey struggled and Cam looked so good. They didn't, they, have, so they didn't have anybody they, they to be the black guy. Every one of his moves. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have anybody that could exactly. play the black quarterback. Exactly. But they had everybody that exactly. could play the role of. And then like the Fozzie Whitaker touchdown. They're like, I don't even see him out there. I can't even. See black people. They, we were all over Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> like just aside, yeah. they, 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 we three guys jump McCaffrey, and then they just threw <laughs> it to a wide Fossey open Fozzie Whitaker. They're like, dude, yeah. we know the danger of a fast white guy. Look, we you know what the offense does. Belichick is yelling. There's no way they're gonna throw it to the black guy. Get the white guy. <laughs> um, bottom line: Cam Newton two and overs. Tom Brady suckers. Um, topic, true. topic six. Topic six. Um, the News and Observer switched around their beat writers. We don't always make commentary on Ooh. other media. Actually, that's not true. We usually do. Um, this one was just interesting because it, you know, there's probably some deeper moves to it as far as like the Herald Sun merging with the News and Observer right. and structuring everybody. But still, positions. you've got. There were some you, overlapping got, positions. You've got, Joe, you've got Joe Giglio, who has been. Well, let's talk about what the exact moves are. Okay. So now, Joe Giglio was the state beat writer, now being over to, to, to UNC, UNC, which he has actually been the UNC beat Correct. writer before. He used to um, come he, back and forth with. He uh, gave us the, the famous Sam I Am comment yes, with Butch Davis, which is incredible. Uh, with Butch Davis. Then, then we've got. Um, <laughs> Steve Wiseman. Steve Wiseman. Moving from Duke. Probably over the, the Herald Sun, or right. still, I guess, technically with the Herald Sun, which is. The McLeod, yeah. Are moving from the Duke beat to, to make sense to NC State, uh, to NC State, and then we've got Jonathan Alexander, who's covered a number of different things, right. been preps, I think recruiting some. He's covered definitely some college games. I don't think he's ever been, maybe been on a central beat at one point. I can't remember, but sort of a, a you know a fill-in guy for mm-hmm. a lot of different things in the News Observer. Now full time on on the Duke, the Duke beat, beat, right? Um, and then you've got. Um, well, I, it's my my guy. I'm completely blanking on his name right now. <laughs> Skinny. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Andrew Carter. Yeah, Andrew Carter. Being moved. Yeah, I mean, he's, known, he's known as Skinny. Thanks to Joe yes, Hillio. Yes. So I can think of his. Being moved to so, the so he's, team. Yeah, which is the same as what he's been doing for the past <laughs> few years with the UNC beat. All right, that joke aside, I've been wondering if if. The investigative team sounds like something that's like a multimedia. I can't multimedia believe I forgot Andrew's name. And Skinny. The, the, you can picture him. The, the investigative team sounds like it's going to be like a multimedia, digital, like, you know, be able right. to go in depth on stuff. I wonder if Carter's being put on there specifically. 
to do like sports type. He said that. Stuff. He said that on Twitter. Oh, okay, yeah. I missed that. I missed yeah, that. when so when he, when he put out his team. personal news, like I'm moving from this beat I mean, to this beat. It's the investigative team with a slant on sports, gotcha. which is a hot thing right now. Yeah. So um, good for him, especially yeah. With the, now with the new, obviously we've got the UNC stuff for a while. Right. With the new news of the FBI, NCA stuff. And is, is Dan Kane also moving off the UNC beat, or is he going to stay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'll be he'll be secondary on the UNC beat okay. to, uh, to 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 Julia. He'll stay on that. <laughs> Um, now Kane's been he's been on like prisons and stuff. Yeah, now, which you know it's similar to the UNCB. Right. Um, topic number seven and eight. We're going to look at our two professional teams that are not the Carolina Panthers. Um, and until we get that MLS team, uh, we, we don't have that yet. But we've got the Carolina Hurricanes. Which opening night for them is on Saturday, but opening night for hockey is tonight. Tonight, right? yeah. Hockey, hockey opens up tonight. Uh, and then the Hornets started their preseason with a loss to Boston. Uh, I don't even call them losses in the preseason. Playing Boston, uh, and then they play again tonight. Uh, anything on the Hurricanes? Big expectations for the Hurricanes. Big expectations. They <laughs> don't make the playoffs this year. Which, I mean, we need to, like, threaten some. I, mean, I almost want to say if they don't make the playoffs this year, then they can move to Canada. Yeah, go, go ahead and move to Canada. Happen. Go ahead and move to Canada if we, you don't make the playoffs this year. No, everyone's everyone in terms of the national media is talking about the Hurricanes as, like, the hotness this year. Yep. Um, definitely going to make the playoffs. That's young defense. Although league. our buddy Mike Maniscalco still thinks that the team is good enough to make the playoffs, but will not because of the format of how how teams qualify for the playoffs. Really, he's yeah. he's like tabulating wins and losses. And yeah, like I mean, he, how the points shake he, out. He, he outlined it to me, and they're like three teams. And I can't remember what those three teams were that we need to jump over. And he thinks that those three teams are better than we are. Gotcha. Uh, and so it's just difficult. Sort of like the NC State in the Atlantic Division. Yes, exactly, exactly. If we were <laughs> If we were in the West, we'd be a cakewalk in there. Uh, but no, Saturday night, opening night, former captain Eric Stahl coming back with the Minnesota Wild to play the new captain, which we don't know who it is. Section 328 has been having captain watch. You can go check that stuff out there. And Section 328 will have the best tailgate at the opening night for the Hurricanes. That is Saturday. Come on out. It's on the South Lawn, I believe, is where they're going to set up. If you can't find them, then you don't deserve to be there. Uh, But the Section 328 tailgate will be on fire, and the the Hurricanes hopefully will be stacking wins. i got a question for you, though. What's that? Are you suspicious at all that the Hurricanes switched from Reebok to Adidas, and all of a sudden people are picking us to make the playoffs? Is that suspicious? Are we paying players? Uh, the, the, the question is, like, is the FBI going to be breathing down our door? You know, you know we need to ask about this? Andrew Carter, the Andrew sports investigative yes. team, to look at, to look at is Jeff, was Jeff Skinner just pipelined to us by Adidas and, to, and an eventual move to a to We did. Zone? We brought in all those Blackhawks. Was it the right? NHL? The to- yeah, the, NH- the NHL in its entirety switched over to Adidas. Um, New uniforms are sick, by the way. Random ran note about, about the Blackhawks. I love busting up the bills about stealing our players and coaches and like everything about it and then totally being like whatever Blackhawks like we just sign some guys get off our back totally playing it like different sides depending on what happens Uh, final topic number eight Hornets start the preseason I've got about hold on let me scroll down 
two pages of stats and notes from League Pass Layers, Brian Geisinger, <laughs> about the first preseason game. Every other topic has like one bullet point. This <laughs> has 12. He watched it. He watched it three. He watched the preseason game three times in the League Pass Layer. How many of those times was he wearing pants? He was just sitting there drooling. He was wearing pants, I could tell, because he had his hand in them the entire time while watching. <laughs> yeah. The big off-season uh, uh, acquisition was Dwight Howard, and he looked absolutely terrible in the first preseason game. Man, even after a nice, fluff Sports Illustrated cover piece, he still yep. looked uh, really bad. But How do you not like practice free throws? Like... That's what you do for your living. You play basketball, right? Well, that we, is your profession. We need to do an eight things on Dwight Howard's just life. But how how are we not shooting underhanded free throws at this point, Dwight? How are you not shooting underhanded free throws? You can get your percentage up to probably sixty five just by doing that. Um, he's a goofy dude. I hope that Steve Clifford figures out a way how to use him. We did see Malik Monk get nasty. Uptown Monk keep getting nasty. Get your Uptown Monk. T-shirt from the store channel eight. Go to the sports channel eight site. Click the shopping chart. Get your Uptown Monk T-shirt yep. and all your other gear, like uh, your cup for the. We have cups that the Washington uh, Capitals don't. It's have. right. It's right behind you, right there. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. You can get one of these. I have one more cup than the Washington Capitals. Sports yep. It's a lot better when I read than try and think of what it says off the top of my head. Uh, those are eight topics. From the FBI investigation down to the Hornets and the Hurricanes kicking off their season. Hornets still in the preseason, Hurricanes kicking off their actual season. We will keep watching ACC football. Unlike fans of Duke or North Carolina, we don't have to give up football to watch basketball. Here at Sports Channel 8, we can watch both. And, of course, Wake Forest and NC State will be captivating us with their football. Don't forget, Sports Channel 8 will be tailgating at the Louisville game. Come find us out Thursday night. For Ben Swain, I'm Hayes Permar. This is Sports Channel 8.